This is episode four of Kicker and the Water Boy, and we have one question. What is our question? Now that we actually have sports, we're kind of in shock right now. Anyway, without further ado, here we go. Welcome to episode four, everyone. We're happy to be coming to you on this Tuesday. Just going to be up front, this show is going to look a little bit different than the previous ones, because like we said in the intro, we actually have sports. So let's start by catching you up on everything you need to know in the best way that we know how. A special bonus segment of Quick Hitters NFL Draft Edition. It's going to be a little bit different than the traditional Quick Hitter setup. We have no time limit since we have a bunch of topics. It's a little bit more serious, but the main point is we're not going to have any real discussion on any of these topics. So, you ready to go? Yes, sir, I am. Alrighty, so, start the special edition of Quick Hitters in 3, 2, 1. Joe Burrow, Chase Young, and Jeff Okuda go 1, 2, 3. What are your thoughts? Nothing really unpredictable there. I think we all kind of had that same idea, but congratulations to them for going one, two, three. Absolutely. Agree with you fully. So what surprised you the most in the top ten? Um, what really surprised me? There were no trades at all. I'd heard rumors that the Eagles were trying to trade up to get a bigger pick, but uh, mm-hmm. there was no movement in the top ten. Any big shock to you? or? Yeah, the, the no trades was shocking. Also, there seemed to be a lot of offensive linemen, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of shocking, sort of not. We'll get into that later. That's for sure. There were no wide receivers taken in the top 10, with the first one being Henry Ruggs at 12 going to Vegas. Your thoughts? It seemed like such a, a deep class of wide receivers. I was surprised that it wasn't until 12 that we got a C.D. Lamb or a uh, Brian Edwards, mm-hmm. those type of players. So I was surprised, honestly. Mm-hmm. My thoughts? It's going to take a long time to get used to saying Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, man. Javon Kimlock goes number 14 to San Francisco and is reunited with fellow Gamecock Debo Samuel. You love to see it. Yes, you do. C.D. Lamb is going to Dallas with the 17th pick. That's just really a great pick. I I really have nothing else to say about that. That's awesome. Yeah, Cowboys did a good job with mm-hmm. the, with that one there. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, he's a new man on the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota is a great fit for him. Mm-hmm. They're missing a receiver after the Diggs trade and even keeps his color scheme. That's true. I'm I'm really surprised. I mentioned the Eagles earlier. I'm surprised they didn't take him at 21 and when he went at 22. Like I said, I thought they would have traded up. I was just really surprised that they didn't. So let's move on. Lamar Jackson dubbed Ravens Electric selection, Patrick Queen, quote, Ray Lewis Jr. Is this a nickname you would want? Hmm. Well, Ray Lewis was a good football player. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's fair to put that on him right now. Just let Patrick Queen be Patrick Queen. Yeah, he... my thoughts. I think he could have gone with Yas Queen and still be okay. Who do you think had the best outfit at the draft? Uh, going back to Henry Ruggs, I believe he was wearing a bathrobe while he was selected. So, I mean, that that's a look. He made, he pulled it off. What about your thought? Yeah. Well, 
would begin with whoever was the skin tight suit with Mike Mike Vrabel of the Titans. That was a bold move. That was scary. Wasn't that? That was scary. Mm-hmm. Not the best, though. I thought, I don't know, two wearing flowers is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was interesting seeing a lot of them in casual wear, too. Just a unique draft, for sure. Yeah, that's true. What was your favorite draft clip that ESPN made, or did you have one? I didn't really have a favorite. I thought Justin Herbert in the Rage Room was, mm-hmm. was a neat idea. What do you think? Yeah, kind of like you. I thought that was a neat idea, but the execution definitely could have been better. Or if they had like <laughs> a, or if they had a lineman in there as opposed to like a. Uh, a more skinny type quarterback. If they had a big, heavy set lineman in there, that'd be really interesting. That's a good point. Yeah. Which coach do you think had the best setup? I'm going to go not a coach, but GM president Jerry Jones on his <laughs> two hundred fifty million dollar yacht. I I don't really <laughs> like him that much, but that's a really, really big flex on his part. It is a flex. Speaking of flexes, Cliff Kingsbury in his house was also a flex. Also, Andy Reid flexing with oh, his workout equipment. Yes, yeah. sir. Mm-hmm. Off-season grind. So speaking of Andy Reid, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was the first running back off the board at 32. Is that a sign of how running backs have decreased in value, or were there just no dominant backs in college football this year? I, I just don't think there weren't as many dominant backs this year. I mean, there's Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. He was really good. Mm-hmm. There's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, I mean, Trevs Etienne, if he had declared for the draft, I think he would have been drafted pretty high, the Clemson running back. So I think it's more of no, especially dominant backs, rather than, than decreasing in value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you there. Like, there were a bunch of good running backs, but there wasn't a Saquon Barkley or a Christian McCaffrey that stood out above the rest. Right. So, Jalen Hurts has a new home in Philadelphia. What are your thoughts? I thought it really made sense. I, I can kind of understand why Eagles fans didn't really like the pick as much, but still, they have a backup now, and with a quarterback that has been injury-prone, I think that's a real benefit to them. Yeah. I agree. I mean, they don't have a real backup, like you said. Um, Wentz, unfortunately, you know, hasn't been able to finish out the season a couple times. Mm-hmm. So it's good that they got this backup. Yeah. So who had the coolest name in the draft? <laughs> in my opinion, it was Eagle Selection, Prince Tiga Wanogo. I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. I probably totally slayed it in a bad way, but cool name regardless. <laughs> That's true. I'm going to give this one a shot. Tua Niga Manuole Pola Tagovailoa. Uh, I'm just going to keep with Tua for now, but I gave it a try. Yep. <laughs> Thank goodness he just goes with Tua. Oh, yes. Anyway, the Colts selected Jacob Eason, the backup, Philip Rivers. Do you think this is a long-term solution? I mean, I think that Eason, he's shown that he can be a solid backup in the league. He put up some pretty good numbers at Washington. But uh, but I don't know how much of a long-term solution this would be if you have Phillip Rivers for about two more years. He might need to draft another quarterback by then. But, again, I don't really know. It's He's unproven, so he still has a chance to, uh, to make a name for himself. Right. I think it's 
a low-risk, high-reward scenario for the mm-hmm. Colts. And so they really have nothing to lose by drafting this guy. Um, I think we'll just see how it plays out as to whether it's a long-term solution or not. As to my thoughts on it, mm-hmm. I can't really say right now. I, I'll be honest, I didn't really pay much attention to the Pac-12. <laughs> no yeah. offense to the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. It's a good league, but it's- West Coast times are mm-hmm. rough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like that, that is our special edition of Quick Hitters.